Hello, this is Justin Johns, President and CEO of East Central Energy. And today we were going to spend a little bit of time talking about broadband, fiber in particular. And I have with me Ty Hoglum, ECE's Vice President and Chief Information Officer. How are you doing today, Ty? Doing well. How are you, Justin? Good, good. So we've been talking a lot about broadband. It's an interesting project for an electric cooperative to get into. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about why we've kind of renewed this conversation and why we've made the decision to get into the business. Sure. Yeah. We, in 2019, we actually looked at this and um, did a feasibility study. And, and at the time we determined uh, it just wasn't the right time for us to get into business and uh, enter uh, a couple of years later, a large amount of funding is being announced from the federal government and caused us to uh, really take another deep look at it. And, and then do refresh our feasibility study. And, and in that, we found that um, it was feasible. And with the amount of funding that we could be, uh, could apply for would make it uh, definitely a manageable project. And, and so, you know, we were in the middle of COVID um, or that, that all transpired. And with that, we realized the, you know, how our region is just doesn't have the adequate internet or fiber to the home internet that we're looking to provide. So, right. um, and we also had a new executive team. So, you know, between yourself and, and me and our full executive team, wholesale change after, you know, nine months where we refreshed that team, that, that made a big difference. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we were probably starkly aware of how bad the internet connections were in our service territory. And we'd heard a lot about it over the years. And so all of those factors really played into taking another look so as, as you think about broadband and this fiber network that we're in the process of building out, $350 million roughly for the entire build, yeah. what, what does it provide potentially for our electric distribution system? Yeah, it, it really, um, we, we keep referring to it as future-proofing the grid. You know, we have, we've got roughly uh, over 80,000 meters in the field, and those meters are, are really how all the data that uh, the consumption of electricity at the homes and businesses, and then they read, uh, send message uh, data back to towers that we have in the field, and we have 54 of those. All of those need to be communicated to. We have downline devices that do things that can open and close power when needed, can help us in outage scenarios. And so we need to be able to communicate with those devices. Right now we're doing that mostly through cellular backhaul. And so there are a lot of things that uh, this network will provide not only for the residential and business members from an internet standpoint, but also from our smart grid standpoint to talk to devices. So retail internet is really just a benefit. I mean, this communication network is going to affect the electric yeah, business as well. For sure. When we think about a cooperative, it's a unique situation because we don't have to ach- achieve really that return on investment that a private company might have to do. And it gives us a little bit more I hesitate to use the term, but patient capital. We can we can really draw this out over time, knowing that the benefit to our communities is significant. We're going to see potentially economic development, people moving to our service territory. I, I know my kids and, and yours as well, the Internet's a big deal. And so they're probably not going to live in an area where they don't have access to high-speed Internet. And, and And maybe speak a little bit to what we've experienced as we've worked with other cooperatives, you know, cooperative principle number six is cooperation among cooperatives. How, how has that benefited us as we've kind of embarked on this project? Yeah, it, we've, we've probably had conversations with upwards of a hundred cooperatives throughout the nation, uh, some statewide, a lot nationwide. And, uh, you know, it's been proven model. This is not new. Uh, we, we joke about this is the one time where it's 
really nice to be late to the game. And in those conversations that it's just unique, you know, it's a business model and the cooperative business model is just different than a um, for-profit entity. So we're able to communicate with them and see, you know, what worked, what didn't work and, uh, and really, you know, help that define our path and where we're going. Right. So speaking of games, grants are a big deal and we've been working hard on that, applied for some federal grants and state grants. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the federal grants that we've applied for as well as the state ones? Sure. Well, I'll start with the state uh, grants. We, um, we applied for four grants uh, in 2022 and late Q4 of 2022 got word that we were approved for three of those four. So roughly $15 million to serve portions of Kanavik, Pine, and Isani counties. And that was really the, the kickstart to the project. And, and it really helps define where we go construction-wise. And, uh, and then on top of that, now in February, we applied for three more additional state grants. So we'll learn of those uh, most likely in early summer, mid-summer timeframe of 2023. And then we also are, have an opened, open federal, uh, they call it a ReConnect grant. And so that is um, for $9 million in grant funding. And then another $9 million in low interest loans. And so that's 18 million total. So you combine all of that, you know, we're, we're looking at a 300 plus million dollar project. And uh, we had a goal of um, one third of that paid for by grant. So roughly a hundred million dollars. And uh, so we're, we're working towards that. And um, if we can receive this federal grant, a couple of those existing or the, the new state grants, we'll really be setting ourselves up well. And these grants are, you know, they're really important because we have to maintain the equity in our in our business. Right now, we're sitting at about 40% at the end of the year, 2022. And as we go into this build, we know that our equity is going to come down. It's kind of like adding on to your house, taking out a second mortgage to add on to your house. Your, your equity is going to drop, but over the long haul, the house becomes more valuable. Hopefully, you enjoy it more. And it's the same with our electric system. We're going to be investing in broadband to bring value to our members and, and by by having these grants available, we can reduce the amount of debt that we have to take on to do that. So that's yep, that's absolutely. great. So let's talk a little bit about construction. I think people are pretty excited. <laughs> about, everyone wants to know, right? Right. Well, if, if the snow ever melts, that's, right. that's when we can get started. But really, people want to know where are we going, when are we going there, and, and what's it going to look like? And so as we head into construction season, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that looks like for ECE going into this year? Yeah, the... Uh, the best piece of advice I can uh, give when members ask or employees ask is head to ecfiber.com and there's an interactive map out there that will let you know our planned construction for year one and, uh, and then beyond. And so we have, they're called head-end locations. It's really uh, where the internet will come into and then where we'll distribute from. And those would be in the Cambridge area and Hinkley areas that will be building around those. And, and to start, um, we'll be in that Cambridge area and then slowly building our way north. But we've got about 900 miles of fiber in 2023 here that uh, we're looking to deploy. And so that's aggressive and hopefully we can meet that goal and, um, and you know, another four years uh, of build after that. So yes, we'll start, start in Cambridge, uh, working north, you know, the Dalbo area, um, up to Bram, um, over to Ogilvy, and then eventually ending up in the Pine City area for 2023. So Again, that map is pretty well defined. It shows, has some color coding to let you know um, if you're within that area for 2023 or uh, subsequent years, 2024 and beyond. 
Yeah, and I know people are are really excited to get get service from us, and and we're certainly excited to provide it. But there's a lot of factors that are beyond our mm-hmm. control. I mean, we're going to be building a new building to help facilitate some of this. We're running out of warehouse space. We're kind of busting at the seams with all the material for 2023. We've got contractors lined up, and we're and we're ready to get going. But there's still factors beyond our control. The weather can impact it, and so there's just a, a lot going on. We'd ask people to. Be patient and and know that we're doing the best we can to get it to them as soon as we can. So, yeah. well, thanks a lot, Ty, for taking the time, and and uh, we'll catch you soon. Yep, thank you. Mm-hmm.